Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina, and I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance, brain productivity coach, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion for nutrition and food and sharing with you guys precise tools to change the way you look, feel, and do so you could look feel and do your absolute best because guys nutrition food it can do that for you it can make you feel look and do better yesterday while doing my after dinner walk as i do every single day um it doesn't matter where i am guys whether i'm at um, an airport or i'm traveling or uh whatever the situation is maybe if i'm like on international space station i wouldn't be able to do that because there is no gravity but (laughs) other than that uh until i'm there um i'll be walking after dinners and guys uh, on a side note of today's podcast, uh, walking after your meals, uh, not just after your dinner, but after any of your meals, especially meals rich in carbohydrates, is hands down the best tools. Well, except maybe for medications, but no, probably still overall is the best tool if we take into account the holistic effect on the whole body and health. So walking after your meals is the best tool to control your blood sugar and your metabolic health. Doing some sort of movement after your meals, especially again rich in carbohydrates, especially if your blood sugar regulation might already sorry, be compromised, walking, moving after your meals is the best tool. And I usually uh, consume my carbohydrates in my fast-breaking meal, where I eat quite a lot of fruit, Um, but that usually happens after my workouts right away, so, you know, a lot of movement before uh, it empties out your uh, glycogen, your carbohydrate stores in your body, and the fruit replenishes that. But even after that, I work standing, I uh, do burpees and squats every 30 minutes, right, so there is always movement. And after dinner, when I eat uh, another portion, so a couple of servings of carbohydrate-rich foods like sweet potatoes or beans. Um, that's uh, when I also walk after my food, especially at night, our blood glucose disposal and regulation, uh, it's uh, on a lower side. So you want to move to help your body to distribute that properly, to maintain uh, balanced blood sugar. And also it helps with sleep because again, you prime certain blood sugar metabolism with movement, um, certain distribution of that blood glucose and um, glycogen in your body and that helps you with sleep with recovery and overall metabolic health right so walk after dinner so while i was on the walk yesterday um, my after dinner walk i met a friend here in Playa del carmen mexico he's actually mexican um, but um, he's a world traveler anyhow very interesting person and he uh, works um, as a emotional coach. So he helps people to deal with emotions, to adjust their emotions, to make them do and feel and live well, right? 
And um, he said, you know, I really admire your consistency with your content. And I have a couple of questions for you. And he started to ask me about different foods, supplements, and protocols to adjust emotions that could help him um, in his work. And he was fascinated with the, you know, amount of tips and advice I gave to him and all the information based on neuroscience. And he shared with me what he knew and what he didn't know and what he thought was the other way. So, and we uh, we were talking, talking, and we talked a lot about this aspect of nutrition and our uh, personality traits. And guys, maybe you don't think about it often, but what we eat, our diets, they change our personality traits. They change our emotions, our thought patterns. And when you consistently have a certain dietary pattern, that creates certain consistent biochemistry in your body. Biochemistry or, you know, blood chemistry is basically what kind of chemicals circulate, what kind of compounds and molecules circulate in your bloodstream uh, through your body, throughout your body and in your brain. And that actually primes different reactions, different interactions between cells, nerve cells, regular cells, between organs and tissues. And foods, you know, food, we eat pounds of it. It changes our biochemistry, not just our blood sugar and blood lipids, everything. It changes our blood so much in so many ways. And yes, it's transient, but also if we do something consistently, it becomes a pattern. And your body, your brain, they start to expect it. And then they react in a certain way to those events of changed biochemistry, blood chemistry. Um, so your body, your whole system, they react in a certain way. And that produces certain feelings. Because a feeling is a reaction, analysis of your brain, of your body, of what's happening inside. Maybe you think, I choose my emotions, or events outside trigger my emotions. Well, that's true to a point, of course. But also what's true is your final emotion is the accumulation of what's happening inside of your body and in your outside environment, how you interpret consciously your outside environment. And then your brain analyzes that interpretation and adds to the data that's coming from inside of your body of different metabolic processes. And that's when you get an emotional and mental state and you get your emotions, your thoughts, and that in turn trigger certain behaviors. And so if you in your life, like I did many times actually, ever change your diet radically long term, like come going vegan, for example, right? On the or then from vegan to carnivore almost, right? To keto. If you change your diet dramatically and then you analyzed your life looking backwards, you you would notice that your personality, the way you approach the world, the actions, the decisions that you take and make, it all changes radically. And now when I'm looking back, I'm like, you know, my vegan days for my career, my persistency, business things were not that great. And that was because uh, certain neurotransmitters, for example, were not optimized among, among other reasons, right? I lacked certain fatty acids, certain amino acids, so basically certain proteins and fats. And my blood chemistry, my brain chemistry was completely different from what it is now. And yes, there are 
other factors involved. But that is a huge factor because, again, you eat pounds of food every day. Don't you think that affects your chemistry inside your body and in and your brain in a big way? Like you take a little bit of medicine and you know how, what a pronounced effect, what a dramatic effect it can have on your state. Well, pounds of food do pretty much the same, guys. That's why eating some foods can make you feel lethargic and brain fog and anxious, actually. You just not always make that connection, but that's what food does. It changes your state, whether you make this conscious connection or not. Certain meals, certain foods make you feel a certain way, make you make certain decisions, make you take certain actions, and that shapes the course of your life. And every one of you guys, you know that certain foods make you feel a certain way. And that's a deep connection that is happening to all of us. So that's what we were talking yesterday with a friend of mine um, on my evening after dinner walk, <laughs> to cut a long story short. And this is all to create a frame for what I'm about to tell you, to share with you. Chocolate, dark chocolate. I'm specifically talking about 100% chocolate, cacao beans, only pure cacao products. A lot of data, there is a lot of data showing that eating dark chocolate doesn't just increase blood circulation towards our brain with all the nutrients and oxygen helping our brain to perform better. What chocolate does, like probably no other food, because, for example, chocolate is one um, of the two known richer sources of anandamide molecule, bliss molecule, similar um, in effect to what's found in marijuana, but in much, 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 much smaller proportion. But anandamide, what is cool about it? It is the molecule that your brain actually creates itself when you are in a flow state. But chocolate is basically the only richer source of it. The other one is black truffles, and most of us will never be eating black truffles. So basically, chocolate is the only available source for most of us. So chocolate has this molecule, and it also has phytochemicals that help to maintain higher levels of anandamide in the brain by not allowing it to be broken down easily, because that's what usually happens. So chocolate has that. But then also, it's boost, it stimulates the production of four other neurochemicals that are present in flow state. You know, flow state is the state when you basically do your best work, you enjoy it, and you don't even notice how the time passes. A lot of breakthroughs in science, in business, a lot of ideas, a lot of very innovative solutions come to people when they're in a flow state. Now, chocolate has this distinct feature as it stimulates all the chemicals that your brain is flooded when in a flow state. And those chemicals are norepinephrine or adrenaline, dopamine, serotonin, endorphins, and anandamide. So those are five major brain chemicals of flow. And chocolate either stimulates them, contains precursors for them, or the richer source, like in the case of anandamide, of them. Right? So chocolate is a very unique food that helps you 
to change your state by changing your brain chemistry, just as we talked how different foods, compounds change our blood chemistry, change uh, our metabolic processes, and that changes how we feel, what we think, what state we are in, and that changes decisions we make, ideas that come to us, actions that we take, and that shapes our the course of our life, our personality, our character. So chocolate, quite a unique food in that way. And guys, chocolate, if you didn't know that, by itself, without anything added, like cacao beans, the chocolate is made of or 100% chocolate, even though I think there is some fiber removed for the more fluid experience of chocolate bar, right? But 100% chocolate is basically cacao beans with uh, maybe removal of some um, fiber. Even though chocolate bar still has fiber, believe it or not. So chocolate, cacao beans, they are actually much, much closer by nutrition content to not as to any other substance. Chocolate is pretty much a nut, even though I believe it's a seed of a cacao fruit. If you also didn't know that, cacao fruit is actually um, sweet. They say that it's very pleasurable. I have not yet had a chance to try it, and I'm looking into that since I'm in one of the countries, Mexico, that actually produces chocolate and where cacao is a plant that grows naturally. So, cacao cacao beans, they are closer to nutrition profile of a nut. To give you a better idea, 30 grams, one ounce of cacao beans have about uh, 130 calories. Again, you can see similarities with nuts. About four grams of protein. Um, about 100 calories come from fat. I believe it is about 10 grams of fat. And um, about one gram, one, two grams of carbohydrate per one ounce of chocolate. So cacao being actually very low-carb food, high in fat, uh, kind of like moderate in protein for a plant. So it is almost like a nut when it comes to nutrition. So carbohydrates are low, um, quite some fiber, and cacao beans are actually nine grams of fiber per one ounce if you take cacao beans in their pure form or cacao nibs, also the same thing, right? So nine grams of fiber per one ounce. Then we have four grams of protein. We have about 10 grams of fat, nine, 10 grams of fat. And we have, uh, yeah, we have one, two grams of carbohydrate. When it comes to vitamins and minerals, there is quite a rich um, mineral profile. So we get... 27% of daily requirement for manganese, 25% of copper. Uh, we get a 16% of magnesium requirement. And I'm talking about just one ounce. We get 9% of phosphorus, also some calcium, like 2%. We get 6% of zinc, of iron, and even potassium that we need a lot of, you know, almost like 210 milligrams of potassium. So magnesium, you know, zinc, iron, copper, manganese, phosphorus, potassium. So as you can see, cacao bean in itself nutritionally is quite a rich food. Yeah, we need to balance it out because, you know, it's quite rich in calories. So we need to watch out for those. Um, it's... Um, also, it has some caffeine, even though it is less than in tea, especially in 30 grams. Yeah, it's about maybe like weak tea kind of ca um, caffeine. And it is also 
combined with all these phytochemicals, so it make it in its activity different, but I would of course not recommend to consume a lot of chocolate prior to bed sleep. Probably um, in the latish afternoon, you should be consuming a lot of um, dark chocolate. But in the first part of your day, do consume chocolate because it is not only increases, it does not only increases the blood circulation towards your brain. It also has all these nutrients that are great for your brain and your overall metabolism and health. Uh, it is also stimulates all five uh, brain chemicals that are present in flow, and it is basically the research source of anandamide, this bliss molecule that is also important for memory, appetite, sleep, uh, memory, appetite, sleep, you know, well-being, anandamide, bliss molecule, very important molecule in our brain, and chocolate is basically the research source. It helps also your brain to maintain higher levels of anandamide made internally, so to speak. Uh, so chocolate, uh, don't look lightly at, you know, these specific foods because your food, it changes your chemistry. It changes your thoughts, your emotions, your states and what you do and how your life turns out. And chocolate, again, uh, it is quite a unique compound. You know, here in Mexico, ancient tribes of Maya, Aztec, they called it uh, food of the god because they noticed that it produced certain states. They um, made it into a bitter drink, basically like kind of dark chocolate, but very coarse with spices, and it had no sweetness whatsoever. But they would give it to their shamans to connect to like higher realms. It has this pronounced effect on your brain. Also, if you have a company, if you are an entrepreneur, if you have a team you work with, prescribe them chocolate 30 minutes, before the bout of creative work, maybe brainstorming innovation session, maybe a session of coding that requires creativity and flow. I'm not saying it's going to guarantee a flow state, but I am saying that it's going to make it easier. Uh, easier to get in the flow and stay there. So dark chocolate. 100% bar, cacao beans, uh, cacao powder, uh, maybe dark chocolate, but try to stay away from added sugars because that creates a completely different brain chemistry that might kick you out of low state, right? So low sugar or things like stevia possibly or monk fruit as a sweetener if you uh, decide to choose dark chocolate drink. Uh, dark chocolate bar for me that's my solution eating cacao beans also is my solution um, try it with your team 30 minutes before your brainstorming creative innovation session either individually or as a group working or something and let me know how it works for you i've been a fan of chocolate for years, I eat it as a freaking medicine or multivitamin every single day. By the way, Switzerland, one of the countries that have the most Nobel laureates per, uh, if you take the whole population and the amount of people who got Nobel Prize, Switzerland has the, one of the highest percentages and they eat the most chocolate per our person in the whole country, in the whole world, right? Even though they grow no chocolate, but they seem to be loving it. Like if you go to Switzerland, you'll know what I mean. Chocolate is everywhere, especially around holidays. That's a side note. Another side note. 
So guys, I hope you found this Friday episode interesting and fascinating, and I hope it inspires you to eat more dark chocolate. If you have any questions about dark chocolate, please join my live Q&A that's going to be happening at 12.15 US Eastern Standard Time or 5.15 London time on my Instagram at 1000 year young. So if you have any questions, bring them there. I'm going to answer them and share more fascinating information about chocolate, cacao, the best practices and why it's so amazing for your productivity, your creative ideas, creative flow. So come to my live on Instagram, 12.15 uh, standard US standard Eastern time. Ask your questions, eat more chocolate, share this episode. And till next time, as usual, guys, eat better daily. <laughs>